Are we going now? Looks like it. Alrighty. Uh, let's just go time. Alright, welcome back to another episode of the American Veteran Podcast. Um, hopefully the audio is great. Last week the audio wasn't so great. Apologize for that. If I could apologize in the podcast, I would, but you wouldn't have been able to hear me because... The mic had an issue. The mic had an issue. The mic still have an issue. But uh, we're going to carry on because, as always, it's your AMVETS National Comms Director, Big John. Hello! It is Miles Miggs, and we're going to jump right into it with, I think, the biggest news of the week. Um, all over Capitol Hill, all over D.C. Yeah. Everyone's really talking about the fact that the Caps are going to the Stanley ah, Cup Finals. I thought you were going somewhere else with that. Yeah. Did you see that? They won no, last I didn't, night. I watched the game. I heard about it all over the radio this morning. Uh, it's great stuff. Um, real quick, before we jump into it, my roommate uh, brought up a, uh, a real spin zone. He said Bryce Harper was, is excited. And I said, oh, he's excited for the Caps? He said, no, Bryce Harper's from Las Vegas. He's excited for the Golden Knights. Yeah. It's the Golden Knights and the Caps. So if you're Bryce Harper, what do you do? I don't know. I guess you just, you don't do anything at all. You become a hermit, maybe. Maybe you just play baseball and then you go home and... Maybe that's what you do. The reporter's going to be asking him questions. If I were him, I'd just stay out of it. Just stay out of it. Mm -hmm. Just stay out of it. Which is, um, let's go over to our real big news of the day. What is the big news of the day? It was the big news yesterday that the VA Mission Act has, uh, first off, it started at the uh, House Veteran Affairs Committee, uh, got passed there, went to a House floor vote, advanced through there, uh, went to the Senate floor yesterday, and passed by a vote of 92 to 5. Nice. It's on its way. It's in flight to the White House. Okay. Great. Right on schedule, right before Memorial Day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there's actually been a little bit of talk about uh, President Trump maybe signing it on Memorial Day. As a, oh, that'd be something. A big to-do. That's good. It's, it's a good thing. The act um, refunds some community care programs and kind of gives the VA some wide latitude to implement those. But, like, really importantly, it uh, provides caregiver benefits. Right. Yep. For uh, people before 9-11, which was previously not allowed and kind of crazy. So the people who take care of disabled veterans from 9-11 on Mm -hmm. got benefits to be caregivers, but that did not apply to people before 9-11. Now it does. So that's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, yeah, that was one of the big parts. The other big part is that uh, choice care money was running out. Yeah. And something had to be passed. Absolutely. This happens a lot, um, you know, a week or two maybe before it's going to... Yeah, it's always the last second. It's like you said last week, I liked it a lot, uh, hat in hand, just going to the committee and and Congress asking for more money. Yeah. This should fund it for a while, though. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a pretty big cash infusion. Yeah, absolutely. Um... In other news, uh, AMVETS had its Healing American Veterans Symposium yesterday. That was great. GW University, George Washington University, Jack Morton Auditorium. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tons of panel members from IAVA's uh, Melissa Bryant to Mike Lau. Mm -hmm. Uh, Who else? There was uh, Dr. Dr. Clancy showed up, head of the Veterans Health Administration. Dr. Maloney. Mm -hmm. I'm going to butcher this name real bad. Uh... Well, I'll say his last name. Ye, Yeha? 
I, I don't know the guy from Johns Hopkins. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I follow him on, on Twitter, on our, well, on our Ambit's Twitter a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, seems like a great guy. Yeah. Uh, a lot of great panel members. Um, it also puts Ambit's out there in the healthcare space. Absolutely. And there's a lot of interaction. And uh, Christine Kirkley, our marketing uh, director, said it best when I didn't even really notice it. At, at the end, everyone stuck around. And talk to each other. And mingled and stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now, there was a lot of people from the veterans' space at the symposium. Right. And, you know, just holding it and whatever, really, in that, in the veterans' community, especially in and around D.C., really puts AMBETS out in the front of veterans' health care, you know? hmm So all the stakeholders, everybody who cares about it, came to AMBETS' symposium. So that's great. Um, and AMBETS really isn't done there. There's a town hall coming up yeah. uh, in July in Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want more info on that, we will be shooting it out as soon as we get it through our Facebook, our Twitter, our Instagram, this podcast, our newsletter. Uh, anywhere you turn, you're going to have you know AMVETS news kind of out there and in your face, which yeah. is what we wanted. You need easy access to it. To so Amb- that's yeah, where we're absolutely. Gonna that is where we're going to be with it. Do we touch the subject? Which subject? The subject I'm not really what is going it? to jump on. What but, is it? Uh, it might rhyme with the uh, smush ball. Oh yeah. And maybe the Schmenafel. Oh, we got we got a dang and we got to talk about it. Maybe Schmenafel owners. If uh, you haven't heard, yesterday, the NFL formally announced that players on the field during the national anthem will be required to stand for the national anthem. No or, more kneeling. Or they're going to have to pay a fine or something like that. Or they're going to have to stay in the locker. Yeah. If they're on the yeah. field, though, they got to stand. A couple differences I'd like to mention. When when AMVETS came out with this please stand, this was for everyone. This wasn't targeted at NFL players uh, or owners or mm-hmm. personnel. This was anyone in the stadium. Yeah. Anytime. Just please stand for the national anthem. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And, um, I mean, a lot of our members know that blew up big time and. I predicted that come next year, the NFL would would have... St- I mean, they got a lot of negative press for that. Right. You know? So they went the other way. It's an extremely controversial subject, you know. Um, NFL players are, are protesting one thing and felt that this was a great way to do it. And uh, But, you know, it, that's a fact of life. Sometimes, to a vast majority of people... Things just don't come off the way you want them to. Yeah, I think that's a fair statement. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, that was a big deal. Um, I mean, you can't really say that the... You can't really say that AMBETS had a specific role in prompting this decision by the NFL. No. But you can't really deny that it's a factor. It was a big factor running into the You mean Super that Bowl. it wasn't a factor. You can't deny yeah. that it wasn't. Yeah, you can't deny... You said you can't deny that it's a factor. Well, you can't confirm that it's the factor. Right. But you can't deny that, that it's may... a factor. Yeah. Right? So... Don't say that it's not a factor, but don't call it a factor. <laughs> like... Yeah. We'll leave that up for, for, for the listener to decide. You, you know, can't you, really you can't really put this on all the negative publicity the NFL received after rejecting uh, the plea stand ad. Although for two weeks right before the Super Bowl, it was a 
huge amount of negative publicity. Right? You know who Mike Zimmer is? Who? Vikings head coach. Yeah. Came out in support of it. He said, you know, people died for that flag. I didn't know and, that. Uh, Good for him. He, he just recently came out with it. So, uh, you know, everyone's take... Uh, I think the anthem means something different to everyone. And to a lot of Americans, it doesn't necessarily mean our military. Mm-hmm. But... To a lot of veterans, it sure does. A huge number of them, it does. You know, and that's just the way that they see it, Mm -hmm. and that's the way that they perceive life, and everyone perceives life a little bit differently. Sure. All right, so that that happened. That was kind of a big deal. That happened. In other police stand news, uh, to our main man who writes it on the side of his truck. Oh yeah. Have you seen? If if you haven't seen the the photo that we got yet, it's on our Facebook, our Twitter. And our Instagram, um, Clay Greenfield, NASCAR truck, truck series, series driver, yeah. uh, decked out black truck. Uh huh. He's got the police stand. He's got the Amex logo. logo all over the truck. He did this once before. It was blue, but he did this before um, a few months ago. Yeah, it's like blue and yellow. Yeah, so he raced the the number sixty eight Amvets police stand Chevy. Yep. In the NASCAR Truck Series race. The Daytona 500. Yeah, the Daytona. Oh, it was this amazing. This one is the Rattlesnake 400. Uh-huh. In Texas. Yep. And it's going to happen, what, uh, in a week or two? Uh, June 8th. June 8th. June 8th. Uh, it, the truck is black. It's got white lettering with a red outline. It says, I, please I like stand that one on it. Another. It's got AMVETS everywhere. And you're going to be able to see it on FS1. Yeah. It will TV. be on FS1. If you're going to... Uh, I don't know, the Fort Worth, uh, Texas Motor Speedway mm-hmm. race uh, pointed out. Take some photos and send them to us. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. Uh, yeah. Mm. We were actually supposed to go to that event down in Charlotte uh-huh, last week. Got yeah. rained out. Super bummer. I might have been playing it off as it was okay. I was, I was pretty Pre- bummed. Yeah. I was pretty bummed when I came in Thursday morning into the office when I was supposed to be on the way to Charlotte. Yeah. But uh, we'll get there. Yeah. We'll find a way. Um, before we jump into the rest of the podcast, um, we got to do a quick interview with Jill, uh, Stevenson. She is the event coordinator of Freedom Walk to the Wall. Mm-hmm. So, and it's out there, it's Chicago-based. Um, Jill has coordinated this, uh, in honor of our veterans, of our fallen uh, heroes, and uh, I don't want to get too much into it. Uh, roll it. Let's roll it. Now we are talking Memorial Day. Memorial Day is uh, quickly on the rise. Uh, one event in particular that will be rocking the Midwest and Chicago specifically will be the Freedom Walk to the Wall. Uh, This 105-mile journey will take place Memorial Day weekend in honor of all soldiers that have paid the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom. The walk begins Friday, May 25th in Chicago's northern suburbs and ends Saturday, May 26th at the Middle East Conflicts Wall Memorial, the only memorial in the U.S. that is still regularly updated with the names of our fallen. Uh, Right now, we have the opportunity to speak with the event organizer and Gold Star mother, Jill Stevenson. So, Jill, how are you today? Hey, I'm doing great, thanks. All right, awesome. Um, thank you again for carving out some time to speak with us. Um, this is a, a big 
event that a lot of our veterans uh, seem extremely drawn to, uh, memorials. Uh, one question I had in particular uh, is, do you notice a large veteran population within your uh, part of Illinois and then maybe Chicago as a whole? Yeah. Yes, I, I do. I do. I'm not from here. I only transplanted here about four months ago. But I've been, uh, I have family here. I've come up here many times, and I do know a lot of veterans that are here. And Chicago being the, the third largest city in our nation, there's there's bound to be a lot of veterans here. And, I, and I, I've experienced that already in this short period of time. Absolutely. Uh, one thing that I forgot to mention before we go further is uh, Jill is the mother of Benjamin Cope, uh, one of the fallen heroes, uh, one of our fallen heroes, uh, who suffered a fatal incident uh, in his third combat tour. Uh, not only did he save the lives of six fellow rangers, uh, afterwards, uh, after his death, through his organ donation, uh, made an impact on 60 other people as well. So lot to unpack there. Uh, it, would that would you say that's a a big uh, factor into why you began uh, this this event? Oh well, absolutely, yeah. And and just a correction, it's cop. I'm ben, sorry, Benjamin Cop. That's okay. Uh, well, absolutely, Ben sacrificed his life in July of 2009. He was an Army Ranger, 21 years old, on his third tour of duty. He took a bullet to the leg from a sniper when he was called forward as a gun team leader to save a team of his snipers that were pinned down by the Taliban. He survived his injuries long enough to make it back to Walter Reed Army Medical Center in our nation's capital, where it was determined days later that he was brain dead. However, that brain death enabled him to become an organ donor. And upon his death, then, he saved or enhanced the lives of 60 people. He directly saved four lives with the donation of his heart, kidneys, and liver. And the additional enhancement comes through the donation of organs, bone, skin, and tissue, or bone, skin, and tissue. And that the woman who received his heart lives in, is from Winneka, Illinois. So there's that local connection here. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Um... And, and all the details that you just gave us, I, I didn't even know that was possible. It's extremely rare. Um, it, it's it's it actually, you know, that number of sixty people being saved or enhanced has increased in the in the almost nine years since Ben passed. And it, I've heard it go as high as seventy five. And and you get that with the tissue and the bone donations. You know, even if you have a. a a root canal, let's say, and you have some bone chipping that's happened or have wisdom teeth removed, they can use um, ground-up bone matter, you know, from a donation to replace what you've lost. And, you know, we, we don't ever ask our, our dentist or, you know, the surgeon where that stuff is coming from. But right. the, the, the generosity of, of, you know, men and women like my son who are willing to give life when theirs comes to an end is the reason why we get to do that. But um, going back, let's come back to Memorial Day. Huh? <laughs> uh, honoring honoring our fallen is, is what Memorial Weekend is, is all about. I, I think that this holiday gets misconstrued with it being the, the oorah America 4th of July, you know, baseball, hot dogs, apple pie. And it Memorial Day is, is 
was set aside initially way back in the 1860s as Decoration Day, and it was to decorate the, the graves of those who were killed in action and were not able to walk amongst us and, and celebrate their service. So we honor their sacrifice by honoring them, and that's why I'm doing this walk. I'm, I'm joining forces with the Chicago Veterans March and covering that downtown Chicago area, uh, ending at Navy Pier on Friday um, late afternoon. And I'm going to continue forward with the team of rangers and veterans walking with me all the way to Marsal's an additional 80 miles to the Middle East Conflicts Wall, which is, as you mentioned earlier, the only wall in the nation today in our country that adds the names of our killed in action every year. Something that surprised me, the number of names being added this year is 37. I wasn't aware that there were 37 men or, and women that have been killed in action this year. Off the top of my head, I can probably recall hearing maybe a half a dozen or a dozen, but definitely not that many. And what that does, it reminds us that we still are at war. We still have men and women and families who are, are paying a high price for our freedom. And I want to raise awareness for that and educate the public that it's still going on. Absolutely. Um, is this the inaugural year? Is this the first year that this is going it, on? It is. It's the first time I'm doing it. It's the first annual, and I, I hope to have many more. How long has uh, this taken, the process of organizing this whole thing? Not, you know, about a month. About okay. a month. No, we, we put it out there and it, and it quickly gained interest and, and uh, momentum as we get closer to the day. You know, we're uh, this time next week, I, I will be well on my way um, to that big walk. Well, into my big walk, I should say. So, Jill, if you could uh, give us maybe a, a basic order of operations regarding this walk between uh, Friday through Saturday, I, we understand that in the mix there is a motorcycle run as well uh, and a moment of silence. These are kind of just pieces that are uh, attached in, in some way. Sure, sure. Well, the, the, the walk, the Freedom Walk, is going to be just that, a walk. There's going to be a large group of people, as I mentioned, with the Chicago Veterans March that, that we're going to get started with, and then we'll carry on as our own smaller team all the way to the wall. On Saturday and Sunday, Saturday afternoon when we get to the wall, there'll be motorcycles there to meet us. On Sunday, we'll have um, additional people hanging out with us at the wall just to honor our fallen for that Memorial Day holiday, as I mentioned. The wall is um, funded by and supported by the Illinois Motorcycle Freedom Run, and that is uh, an annual event also that takes place at the wall in Marsalis, Illinois, on June 16th. This year is the 16th annual Illinois Motorcycle Freedom Run. And again, its intent and purpose is to raise awareness for the wall, to let people know it's there, and to support it so that these names can continue to be added to the wall as, as they come up. What about uh, Veterans Day? Do you, have you uh, come up with anything as far as uh, an, an event to maybe attend, or uh, are you... What are your plans for Veterans Day, I guess, is what I'm asking in a long uh -huh. question. I, I don't have specific plans for Veterans Day as of yet, but I know that there's always, like Memorial Day, there's a lot of special events that take place around the country. I am scheduled to speak at a high school and a middle school in rural Illinois, 
and and have a couple other things surrounding that date, but nothing on that date as of yet. So I'm I'm open to that, but I'll, and I always find something to attach to or or get invited to speak somewhere for that holiday as well. Absolutely. Uh, so talking about uh, updating uh, names on the uh, the Middle Eastern conflict wall, uh, AMVETS as a VSO along with the other VSOs is on Capitol Hill. Uh, constantly advocating for and against uh, different amendments, policies, benefits, things of that nature. Is there anything in particular or unique that you've noticed uh, maybe within the last couple of years that you wish VSOs would, would press our Congress members on Capitol Hill about a little bit more? Well, the first thing that comes to mind that, that I have experience with in the community that I'm surrounded in is supporting more organic treatments for transitional issues that our veterans are having. Yeah, and, and not, and not, you know, the, the opiate um, addiction is huge in our, in our country right now. And I, I see so many veterans that go to the VA for help with, with issues and, and just have pills thrown at them. And it's not the answer. Absolutely. We have, uh, I, I know of a couple of veterans who are prescribed opioids and they, they tell us they just sit on their, their uh, bedroom uh, countertop. They don't even touch them. Right, right, yeah. And I, I, I have um, involvement and in, are supported a number of organizations that do encourage and have been teaching more organic ways to cope with some of the issues that come up in that transition. And, and I fully support it because I have seen the results personally in, in these young men and women. Absolutely. Um, well, Jill, that is all the questions I had for you. Is there anything else that maybe we missed on or that you wanted to uh, bring up before we go? Yeah, I would like to just provide my website information where people can find out more about the Freedom Walk to the Wall the events that I have upcoming and ways that they can support the walk and, and what I'm doing. And my website is IamJillStevenson.com, I-A-M-J-I-L-L-S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S-O-N. Very user-friendly homepage. You'll see the Freedom Walk to the Wall on there or a tab also to contact me for more information. Again, thank you, Jill, for... Uh for, for letting us know about this event that's going on. Um, if you're in the area, please try to attend. It's the inaugural year. Mm, cool. uh, yeah, so this is something that we hope uh, grows uh, for Jill, for the memory of our fallen. Um, and it's just, it's a great cause. Speaking so of that, not? you know what yeah. happens every year? Memorial Day? Memorial Day observances on the National Mall. Ambets is going to be there. What? Ambets is going to be there. We're always there. I'm not going to be shocked. Yeah, we're always there. We're always we are there. always on the National Mall. We usually have a tent under the monument. Uh-huh. Uh, Ambets will also be at Arlington National Cemetery, Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Uh, you'll see us at all the mo- the memorials that day. Uh-huh. You know, we're going to be everywhere. World War II. We're laying wreaths everywhere. Mm-hmm. Showing absolutely. our respect for the fallen on Memorial Day. Yeah, absolutely. So if you see our tent at the monument... Um, Come say hi. Yeah, absolutely. Come say hi. Grab some uh, merch. They'll always have something there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and think about becoming an AMVET, you know? Yeah. Just, just putting it in your brain. Just maybe think about it. Come down to the National Mall. 
Yeah, absolutely. Maybe if maybe if you're not a veteran, but a family member is, maybe you become a son, Sons of Ambit. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've got a quick post shout out. I love these. And this isn't even a post shout out. It's uh, it's department. It's the state okay. of California. Okay. Uh, the state of California is you know a real Amvet at large, so to speak. You know they're always doing great things. Uh, their thing is kind of remodeling homes and uh, and, and furniture. Yeah, cool. For veterans. So this came out from uh, the VA partnership. It says the San Diego healthcare system. And Team AMVETS partnership was developed in 2012 to help California's homeless veterans by transforming their new residents into real homes by providing them with furniture. Yep. Uh, household items, cooking utensils, and appliances. Uh, Team AMVETS has donated over 500000 in the San Diego County area. 500000 worth of 500. home furnishings for homeless veterans. Yep, absolutely. Wow! And close to two million in Southern California. Dang! Team Amvets crushing it. Yeah, don't say Amvets doesn't do anything in the California community. Mm. Who says uh, that? Who would ever say that? I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that doesn't make. Yeah, all right. Well, no, I mean it makes sense. Just don't ever say it because <laughs> I, I haven't heard it yet, and I I, I don't think I'd and, like it. And don't. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Are you from Southern California? No, I'm from Northern, uh, Northern California. Geographically, North. I'm from the Bay Area. Geographically, that's like the middle of the state, but everything north of Bakersfield is pretty much NorCal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and then everything above the Bay Area is like Southern Oregon. Very cool. <laughs> Additionally, more than five thousand veterans have served since the inception of the partnership, and nearly five thousand volunteers have offered their assistance in support of this effort. I didn't say that right. I gotta reset it again. Uh, additionally, more than five thousand veterans have been served uh, since the inception of the partnership, and nearly five thousand volunteers have offered their assistance and support of this effort. Great job, California Am Vets. This is a uh... doing good work. Are you are you one of those people that has to be the last one? In the... No, I'm not. I... Are you? Yeah, no, clearly I'm... you are. <laughs> Maybe in middle school. Uh. Okay, I think we covered all of our bases, uh, except for one, hmm. which, can you guess, might that be? Stolen Valor. Oh my god, you guessed it, a little Stolen yeah. Valor talk time. Uh, so, Stolen Valor bandits who robbed store in military uniforms get lengthy sentence. This is probably the stupidest one I've Yeah, this is a little dumb. This uh, is I don't, a little I, dumb. I mean, they were stealing other things besides Valor, right? These were just, like, were costumes stealing... for the heist? Right, Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, two men who wore stolen Marine Corps uniforms uh-huh. uh, during a series of a series of armed robberies at eateries and convenience stores in San Diego were each sentenced Friday to lengthy prison terms. Oof. We've got Derek Mangana of twenty eight uh, pleaded guilty last year to eleven counts of robbery, conspiracy, auto theft, and personal use of a firearm. Was sentenced to twenty two years behind bars. Mm. BB. Uh, Joseph Almos, 25, pled guilty to eight robbery charges, conspiracy, auto theft, and evading police, and received 16 years uh, in the pen. That's a long time. The pen. Are there any pictures of these guys in uniform? Mm, I couldn't Does it say which them. uniform? The Marine. Oh, probably, oh, between Woodlands and, uh... No, nah, because, like, there's a lot of uniforms. I mean, 
obviously, if you're going to go in on a heist, camis. Absolutely. Yeah, so you think they were in woodlands or, like, desert? I don't know if they were in camis. I'm just hoping they were. Because they would be really stupid to try <laughs> to rob a bank blues. in blues. You can barely move your arms in blues. You can't, you know what I mean? Like, I, it just, you're, they're criminals. They're stupid. They're, they, this is a stupid story, so I wouldn't be surprised if they showed up in Marine Corps... Uh, dress blues, right? Skivvies. Oh, man. Could you imagine in a pair of skivvies and a, and a tight t-shirt just... I mean, at least you have range of motion, and I think that you would need range of motion in a heist. All um, your tattoos are so showing, camis, your face is showing. Yeah. Though that's why you wouldn't want to wear Charlie's. The short sleeve khaki shirt and the green pants. Right. You wouldn't want to do that. Um, because, you know, if you have any arm tattoos or identifiable features. I'm going to go ahead and say Woodlands, because it'd be really dumb to wear some bright desert. Those aren't bright. They're subdued on purpose. They're kind of... I'd, I'd say the deserts are brighter than the Woodlands. Ah, uh, maybe. Yeah, I... one's tan and one's, like, brown and, like, dark green. No, oh, well, I'm just saying, I'm... In my head, it's way more hilarious if they were dumb enough to try it in, like, a dress uniform, like yeah. alphas or blues. I like how this has turned into a conversation of what would be dumber to do in your dumb heist. Yeah, 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 right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, well, Joseph had a statement. He said, I'm very sorry. I know everything I did was wrong. Oh, well. So, well, you're forgiven then, Joseph. Thanks for... Oh, he's not forgiven. For, no. You have 16 years. Joking. Uh, Deputy District Attorney James Coerb said that the two terrorized their victims for the sake of a few hundred dollars. Oh, Yeah, that's really man. dumb. Uh, yeah, and it's basically... Oh, here we go. What? Uh, the robbery spree. We got a little bit more deets. Mm-hmm. Uh, dubbed the Stolen Valor... Dubbed the Stolen Valor Bandits. Okay. They have, uh, they have official criminal names? Yeah, it's like Home Alone when they call themselves the Wet the, Bandits. Yeah, yeah, uh, The Sticky Bandits. Series, because their military gear, uh, worn in at least one of the holdups, happened between January and March 2016 at five establishments. Um, I don't want to really name the establishments. Uh, a military footlocker and stolen Marine Corps clothing were recovered... Um, at Mangana's residence and in Olmo's car. So yeah, it still doesn't really tell us. That's what that's what I really. Want I want to know. know what uniform. Were you was. in blues? There's no way. Oh were my blues. gosh, that would be so stupid. All right, I like that one even. But also hilarious. Cool. Yeah, this this whole story is hilarious to an extent. It's not funny that they held up. Have no, that's and, not or terrorized people. Not funny. And did it all in a military uniform, but. Um, the severe stupidness is, yeah. is pretty funny. Uh, what what else? You got anything new? Anything fresh? Anything hot? On the Nothing streets? that I'm ready to announce right are, yet. Uh-oh. What are the streets saying? Just, oh. just, I'm covering up the mic right now. You can't... It doesn't look like I'm covering What's up. What's hot on well, the streets? Flag day. Oh, yeah. Flag day is going to be coming up, too. So watch out. Anvet's plans on uh, taking full control there. Um, maybe. Allegedly. You know, if you say it with a question mark, it's it's a question. Amvet's plans on taking over Flag Day? Right. Maybe? All right, well, that is it from the two of us. As always, it's Big John. Yep. And Migs, signing off.